Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda Estabrooks. And today we're tackling some pretty deep and honest topics, shame, redemption, and adoption. And we hope the story that you hear from guest Sky Seely, a blogger and someone who's passionate about people discovering their best selves and our thoughts will encourage and inspire you today. So welcome all of you to the show. Yeah, so good to be here. Looking forward to the... Yeah. Yes, it is, a, it is an important and deep topic, topics that we're talking about. So let's just jump right into the deep end and talk about shame. You know, one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown, defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Mm. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. Mm. Wow. What are your thoughts on that? Because that's the definition of shame. And I would say most of us have dealt or are dealing with shame and many women out there are as, as well. Yeah, I can relate yeah. to that. I, I remember when I first got into ministry, I felt um, that it was a bad idea because of, you know, the past things that I um, had done, I guess. Like that, that weight of shame made me feel like I wasn't good enough or worthy or could do it. And I remember sitting at my piano one night and I was reading Isaiah 53. Mm -hmm. And there's this verse that just says like, no, Jesus paid the price for you. He bore mm -hmm. our sin and our shame so that, mm -hmm. you, that we could live in freedom. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading that and being like, oh yeah, like I don't have to live in my shame. Like mm -hmm. I have been set free. Yeah. And that was like a, a really helpful, that was like a, a monumental evening of, for me anyways to step into ministry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the releasing of shame for me has, has been literally a defining moment in my ministry. It was, it was pinnacle. Um, because of the life that I had uh, endured and lived, I felt like I could not go anywhere near the things of God. And yeah. so yeah. I felt unholy, I felt dirty, I mm -hmm. felt violated, many things. Um, it wasn't until um, God spoke to me through his word and then confirmed in community that your story is actually the platform. Right. And so viewing my past in a different way released the shame. Mm -hmm. That going through what I went through is not something to cower in the background, but to step into the front line, mm -hmm. to share that story as, as Sky does so well, to help other yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sky, for you it's been a big part of your story yeah. of shame. Yeah, talk to us about. Yeah, for me, the journey started uh, when I was young. I had a father who was in and out of my life um, since I was born. Um, and at uh, one part in my life, he decided that he was done um, and he just left and I didn't hear from him uh, for years, like almost seven years. And uh, continually, like while I was in relationship with him, broken or not, he would say things like, I would have loved you more if you were a boy or um, you're never gonna be good enough. Um, you're never doing anything right. He always made me strive for, for love and affection. And, mm -hmm. and so for me, the shame was put on, I'm not good enough. It's, yeah. it's about me and, and, and shame actually says to us, like, you're, you're a mistake. Mm -hmm. Whereas guilt says what you've done is a mistake. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the two often get mixed up. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was hard. I, I heard things like that from my father for years and it, it really messes with you. What did that cause you to do? Like, what, does, what did shame <coughs> cause you to do? You know, cause I think for me, when I felt shame, I mean, there's two ways you could go. You could learn from it and say, you know, I'm not going to let that own me or oppress right. me, yeah. or I'm going to give into it and believe the lie of it right. and believe I'm unworthy. And then, yeah. so therefore, I'll just give my life away. Yeah. Mm. I think because it was coming from somebody that I should have been able to trust um, and somebody that I should have been able to just receive love from unconditionally, um, I was the latter part of it. I started giving myself away. I, I got into a... 
uh, sexual relationship with a girl. I was confused about, well, if maybe I should be a boy then. And, and I tested those waters and I, all along I knew they weren't for me. Um, and then I flipped over to the guy's side and I started giving myself away to, to men and anybody that would give me attention or love or affection. Um, I was used a lot by people. Um, never really knowing if people actually cared about me or if just what I could do for them. Um, so it really causes you to just really question, um, yeah, who, who you are and, and what you're doing and what people are doing for you. And, um, but you're so starved from affection that you actually feel trapped. Like I felt trapped. I felt like I had dug myself a hole and that was where I was going to stay. Wow. You know, in that, what, what Sky's saying, do you hear what she's saying about the power of words and what's said over yeah. you? can actually change and cause people to make decisions that will change the trajectory of their life. Yeah. Like by your dad saying that, what you've heard was, I'm unworthy, I'm not wanted, I wish I was a boy, yeah. and I, I don't feel love. And so then you start looking for love in yeah. all different places. Yeah, and it's true, the, the cliche saying like, looking for love in all the wrong places is really true. Um, as a daughter, I was starved from fatherly affection. Like I craved it. I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine um, probably when I was 15 and I said, even though my dad has really hurt me, like I would just love to be in relationship with him. Like I just, I craved it. Um, I would see my friends walking down the street holding their dad's hand and, and it was a feeling of like, I'll never have that. Mm. Um, and so it just makes you, yeah, it makes you drive for things that are not healthy mm -hmm. and, and not from God at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you hear Sky say that, what, what's coming to you? How you toxic shame is, mm -hmm. um, but how real it is in this fallen world. I mean, the yeah. first thing that Adam and Eve, because of shame, they covered them up. And again, it's that platform. It's when that shame kind of enters into our life that God has that opportunity to bring it all together. Because there's a, I find that um, as destructive as shame can be, it brings us to a place where we can receive from God. Otherwise, we're so capable, we're so sure, we're so confident. So yeah. there is a healthy part but so often it gets so toxic, we trap ourselves inside our own brain and our own heart. Um, and the other thought that came to mind was the people who place the shame on us. Because if it's a random stranger on the street, you're like, who cares? Yeah. But those people who closest to us, the people who we should have been able to trust, pastors, teachers, you know, parents, leaders, parents. Dads, yeah. 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 Brooke, what about you? Because you've said that you've, you've dealt with shame in your life. Yeah, I just... I'm just reminded of like God's redemptive grace and love as I hear you like you yeah. could come on the show and talk about um, you know you're going to share about God's grace and love in your life and I just think so many people need to find that freedom yeah. um, because shame yeah it's it's alive and <laughs> it's a killer. And, and I have to say though it doesn't diminish the fact of things that women and men are feeling from what they've done. Like we would never just say it didn't happen or they're not real and that you shouldn't yeah. look at them and go through the hard journey of healing because there's some really horrible things that many of our viewers and listeners have have done or have happened to them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and they're working through trying to untangle themselves out of the lies and, and feeling unworthy, yeah. right? Which is why, like, Brené Brown's the one that says, shame is you are a mistake and guilt is you've done a mistake. And it's really important when you're in that season, when you're, fi you're finding healing and you're, and you're striving forward that, it's really important to know the difference. Yeah. Because in order to get out of the hole that I created, I, I had to know that, okay, these things were actually done to me. I didn't, I didn't ask for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the difference is I wasn't a mistake, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. 
and I had to find who I was outside of my dad's words. I think I think there's a, there's there's a, come on like yeah there's a difference between learning from your past and living in your past, yeah. mm -hmm. and I had to learn to pull the lessons out mm -hmm. and walk away with the lessons rather than living there, feeling like I had to live there to learn. And my, the past is the story that we give to God. Mm -hmm. And then he redeems that and rewrites a new yeah. one. <clears throat> so the past is, is the story I'm telling, but it's not my story. Yeah. So th if you can hear that again, it's the story I'm, I'm sharing. Yeah. But it's not the it's not all of who I am. It's a new creation. Yeah. That is there's an, there's many chapters yeah. yet to be written. Yeah. yeah. Sky, so you're going through this, yeah. you know, giving yourself away, looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. Was there a point? Were there moments along the way where you realized this is not the life I want to be living, and there's got to be something else? And because because also redemption is a big part of your story too. Yeah, it is. I um, was having a conversation with a mentor in my life. Um, at this point I was far from church. I was full of shame. Like I could not even step foot into my church without feeling like everybody is staring at me. They all know what I've done. Mm -hmm. When in reality, nobody did, but, but you wear shame like a coat, yes. right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like something that you cover yourself with. And uh, she just opened up to me about part of her story. And, and this woman I, I looked up to, I maybe even idolized a little bit. And she told me part of her story and it, it happened, happened to be the similar to mine. And I thought, wow, like you've done that too? Like you've gone through that too? And it opened a door for me where she, and she said to me like, you need to email um, your senior pastors and you need to just tell them everything you've done and just start there. <clears throat> and that thought alone is terrifying. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, what? You want me to let people <laughs> into my, no thank you. Um, but I did it. I wrote it actually on her couch that day um, from, her, from her laptop and I just laid out everything. And, and let me tell you, it was eye-opening to just sit there and just type out everything that I had done in my life. Mm. Like um, a step to freedom yeah. too, right? Yeah. To like let it out. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like the enemy wants you to wear that shame on the coat, <clears throat> but also like keep it to yourself. Yeah. And yeah. so you can just stir in it. That's the lie. So you're writing, because some people listening yeah. would be like, no way. Yeah. yeah. Like, absolutely. I'll be honest with you, people would be like, I don't want to share totally. with a senior pastor, let alone, you yeah. know, yeah. Maybe they'll they'll tell other people yeah. about what I've done. So mm -hmm. talk us through that because I mean that's an important part of your healing. But Absolutely. is that important to tell somebody? Absolutely. Okay. Oh yeah, it's it's kind of like bacteria. Like bacteria needs mess to grow. Mm -hmm. Shame needs darkness to to thrive. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't let the light in, like if I'm in my black hole and I don't let the light in, I'm never getting out of it. And so that's the importance of community. Like you have to have somebody that you trust that you know mm -hmm. I can trust you with this. Um, and they, they have your best interest in heart, mm. right? You don't want to go to somebody that's just anybody, right? Mm. Um, yeah, so I emailed them and they, their response blew me out of the water. It mm. Blew me out of the water. I just, they were like, you are forgiven. Like we welcome you back with open arms. Yeah. Um, please yeah. come and have coffee with us. And, yeah. and through that process, I actually was on the phone with my senior pastor and he said, I actually, um, based on your email, like I've read it and, and I'm, in authority over you and I protect you and I just really feel like you need to meet with my wife. Um, I feel like the, the things in that email were really um, sacred to you and just I feel like it's better that it's a woman. Mm. And so I met with her at a coffee shop and I was terrified going in. Oh my goodness. I'm like this woman knows literally everything about me. Everything. My parents don't even know. Like mm -hmm. nobody knew. And so I walked in and I sat down and I was like this is going to be horrible. Yeah. And it wasn't. She looked at me and she said, so we're actually not going to talk about the email. <laughs> um, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And yeah. she's like, yeah, we're, I, yeah, 
the Lord is dealing with that. We're going to walk through healing with, with you together, but let's just talk about who you are and like what you love. And it was phenomenal. Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation. Fear that gets you because that's the lie that we were just talking about. That it's that lie that if you keep it to yourself, you'll be fine. It's better to wear that coat. Yeah, to keep it hidden because I don't want to be judged. I don't Mm. want people to look at me and think. And yet, you know what? They will. They still will. But I think as I've gotten older and in different seasons of my life, I realize, but that doesn't matter. Mm. What matters is the the people that, you know, who I love and who I trust and and my core um, that I keep, you know, with integrity and character. Because people will still try to get you and yep. bring you down and yeah. point things out, yeah. you can't live for them, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the key. And those aren't gonna be your people. Exactly, right? those yeah. aren't yeah. gonna be yeah. like your people. people. I think yeah. if you're your community, your senior pastor and his wife, like those are your people, yeah. right? Yeah. They are for you, they are yeah. like in it with your healing, like, yeah. 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 So so you you meet with her, mm-hmm. and I wanna talk about redemption because we, we've, we've talked about shame and now we're like, okay, so how do we heal and get through shame? Yeah. And this word redemption, you know, is a big redemption. I have to, I have to mention this because I love author, and I know you guys do, and speaker Christine Kane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what she says about redemption, redemption is this, there's redemption in your future if you put your broken pieces in the hands of a loving and a gracious mm-hmm. God. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful visual yeah. of what God can do into the broken pieces yeah. of your life. So how does, you know, Sky, talk about, Christine saying this, how does that resonate with you? Yeah, it, it makes me uh, think of the woman who uh, brought perfume to Jesus to wash mm-hmm. his feet. Yeah. And this is all she had, all of it. And, and like tons of money for this bottle and she just breaks it open and just puts it on his feet. And, and I think in that moment, this was me breaking my bottle and saying, this is all I have. Mm-hmm. Literally, this is everything because clearly I can't do it on my own. It hasn't gotten me anywhere good. And so you just have to come to the feet of Jesus and say, this is ugly and it's messy. And sometimes it's very confusing, but this is all I have. Mm-hmm. And then you have to allow him, like Jesus says to them, like this woman has, has done such a wonderful thing, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he, he's so kind to us yeah. and he just wants us at his feet. He just wants to be with us. So can anyone do that? Like if somebody who doesn't understand putting it at Jesus' feet. Right. So we're on a, all people are on different spiritual journeys. What, what does that look like? What does that look like for us when we've had to say, okay, I'm at the end. I can't live and do this life any longer. What does that look like? Well, for me, uh, putting something at the feet of Jesus means just surrendering it all. Um, I was thinking that, you know, the, lo- the truth is the enemy holds our past over us. Mm-hmm. He holds us captive. That's his plan. That's his agenda mm-hmm. and holds it for ransom. But the joke's on him. Right. The ransom's been paid. Yeah. We're not hostages to anyone. We've been redeemed mm-hmm. and set free. And so we just take all of that baggage and weight and we just surrender it and say it, okay, it's, it's so yours. Okay, so visually, let's help. Let's give a skill. Yeah. So visually for those who are watching and listening, you're literally saying, I'm taking all the 
junk yeah. in my life. And you can actually hold up your hands and gather it. Yeah. And you're saying literally, yeah. even physically, put it at yeah. the feet of yeah. Jesus. As a prayer, yeah. God, this is this is no longer my mm -hmm. weight. Yeah. You, you've died to carry it. I give it to yeah. you. I release it to you. That is good. It's, and, it, and if I can say, like, it actually, for, for a lot of people, it could just be speaking it out loud, yeah. right? We talked about the power of words. Yeah. So it, for me, it was like, I'm giving you everything that I've done and I started listing it out loud oh, yeah that's right good. because the thing is, is is shame can still it can still creep inside when you I'm gonna say this but I'm not gonna say the whole truth right it's still yeah. give right. you're still giving uh, a place for it to to grow yeah, yeah. or write a letter yeah. that's a good one too. and, and, and write there's a letter, nothing yeah. too mm -hmm. big there's nothing yeah. you know that yeah. God doesn't like we are forgiven it doesn't yeah. matter how big how small it's mm -hmm. it's forgiven like yeah, yeah. I, I just also want to highlight that sometimes it's a repeated act because yeah. we're living creatures that have our memories and they mm -hmm. creep up in a bad day or somebody similar mm -hmm. says something like that. He, years down the road, he can creep back and yeah, catch you. And so it's that practice and knowing that God is a yeah. living God that redeems daily. Yeah. Well, it's the refining fire too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I had a friend say like, it's just think of it as gold. Gold goes through so much heat mm -hmm. and it just keeps bubbling the, the infirmities up to the surface and then it scoops off. Yeah. One of the other themes, Sky, for you is adoption. Yeah. And we're not talking the adoption, like I've been adopted yeah. and I was actually you know, adopted into the Estrix family. Right. But you have, it's a very important part of your story of adoption. So you've gone through shame, yeah. then this redeeming process of gold and redemption, and then adoption is big for you too. Yeah. How has that been part of the, your redemption story? Yeah, so my senior pastor and his family, um, after coffee that day, she said, why don't you come over for dinner? Like, come hang out with us. And so uh, we went over and we had so much fun together, like just laughed and, and just talked. And, and she said, why don't you come back next week? And it, it grew this weekly dinner. Um, and that was 10 years ago. Mm. And we've been doing weekly dinners ever since. And it, it opened this, this um, relationship between us where I could come to a safe place with people who knew everything about me. Everything that I had done was laid out on the table and they still accepted me and they said, come on in, you're welcome here. We, we love having you. And, and it really, the healing that came from that, it, it just opens such an incredible avenue. You know what I'm pulling from in what you're saying, Sky, and I'd love for you guys to comment as well, is that the stories are so different when I hear your kind of story because a lot of times I'd hear them say, well, then they heard my story and said, well, you better stop doing this and you weren't good at this and, and I'm identifying that area of sin or, you know, and all of a sudden there's even shame as you're trying to heal because people are bringing up things or they're saying you need to change yeah. or we're not going to accept you until you are like, well, no, that's not what I'm hearing. It's actually, right. we love you in all of the mess and yeah. come and be with us. Yeah. Well, and you have to remember, like Jesus said, like, it's, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance, yeah. right? It's not, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any tools in my toolbox to say like, oh, I just take this one out and that'll help me with my shame. And, and, and it was really confusing for me. And, and so that's why I said like, it's really important to speak it out, to find somebody you trust because they may have better tools than you do. And that's okay. And that's why we have community, mm -hmm. right? That's why we need each other. Like my, I'm different than you and I need what you have. And, mm -hmm. and it's that love that sometimes catalyzes and begins that transformation. It's not like, oh, you have to fix this, this, A, B, C, D, E. It's just, well, let's just receive you where you're at, pour into your life. And you see that natural almost change that comes from the supernatural presence of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I've always found um, that we're, we're all, this is the redeeming power of God. We're strongest in our broken mm -hmm. places yeah. and yeah. that only yeah. God can do. I want to say this before we go 
to New Brunswick, but how has community helped each one of you work through shame and be in a place of redemption? How has community mm-hmm. changed you? Because I think that's really important. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, I was 19 years old when God rescued me, and my first stop was in a home of, of church family, church mothers that worked through and helped me to overcome my addictions, and I stayed there. Um, and walk through the process of everything, all the detoxing. From that moment till now, community has uh, affirmed me, mm. uh, lifted me up, uh, healed every wound, mm. buffed out every bruise. Mm. Uh, but the most important thing that they've done for me is they've, they keep taking my pen away. You see, because I keep wanting to write my story and I want to mm. go back to the pain. But they keep saying, God has taken that. Mm. And, they, and they help me hand, hand the pen over. Yeah. Yeah. To God, mm-hmm. let God do this. Yeah. Let God have His way. Yeah. And Sky for you too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was really. It, I mean, when it boils down to it, I was a daughter searching for a father. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was really practical. I needed fatherly affection. I needed somebody who wasn't after me for what I could give them or what I could do, um, but who just loved me for me. Yeah. And that's what what He did. Yeah. So community and real love. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, just as authentic community is so important to us here in community, it's really important for our girlfriend down east in a small town in New Brunswick called St. Stephen, right across from Maine. So now let's hear their voices as they share their thoughts on the importance of community. Take a look. What is the benefit of that kind of accountability and commitment to one another to foster and grow a true sense of community? Okay, so I think that we live in a world where people leave easily. They leave situations that they're uncomfortable in. They're, you know, they're part of a group all of a sudden. I'm not feeling this. I'm going to go find my space somewhere else. And here, you can't leave. (laughs) You're stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the brilliant parts of that is you walk through it Mm -hmm. to the other side. And I think that authentic community can only happen when you walk through the uncomfortableness, the extreme pain of community. And I'm not sure it's possible to have authentic community without gaining the tools to stay. Well, I find it really unfortunate that a lot of people, you're right, a lot of people across the world don't know what that kind of intimate community is like. And I I feel for them because it's so important to be able to be in a space where you feel like you could walk up to anyone on the street and be like, oh, maybe I know them, maybe mm-hmm. I don't, but they'd be open to getting to know me. And, and even being in a space like this where if I'm going through a tough time, I know people have my back. I know people are here to support me. Yeah. And especially in the, the entire community of St. Stephen, um, I've seen in, in you know newspaper ads and in fundraisers and, and all sorts of things, everyone's just trying to help each other out. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful thing. Always such great wisdom from strong women in New Brunswick. Thank you so much for your voices. Well, I know, Sky, you brought a life verse with you today. Did. Huh. Why don't you read that for us? Yeah, so Romans 8.28, uh, and it says, We know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. Amen. Yeah. It's beautiful. So. Why is that your verse? I mean, it makes, yeah. it, I can see how it makes sense, but. <laughs> yeah, um, I just took it as a promise. 
Like, okay, this is a really not great past, but I know that you're gonna redeem it for good. Like, there's no other hope, right? There's, this is my only hope. This is, I'm putting all my eggs in your basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm. What are your thoughts? Uh, for me, uh, two things. One, nothing is wasted. Mm. Uh, two, everything is tapestry, all of it. All of my mm-hmm. ups and downs, ins, outs, mistakes, all of it is woven into this beautiful fabric yeah. of who God is creating me to be. Yeah. It's all working together. Yeah. I think it's easy to look at your life and, and, um, and say, like, how could God use that thing that I did, like, oh, and turn it into something good. But that's who God is, and that's what yeah. he does. Yes. He, yeah. We are weaved into his story. He weaves himself into our story. It's his story, but that's, like, that's who God is. He turns things that are messy mm-hmm into things that are great. And that's redemption. Like that's the whole part. That is the redemption, the redemptive Mm -hmm. nature of our father who has created us and made us and has never left us. That's him, Mm -hmm. exactly. And I'm so touched by this family that like literally opened their doors and brought, you know, somebody who needed them into their home, fed her, loved her back to life. And like through Jesus, like Mm -hmm. I'm, so we need more of those that. families. Yeah. We need to be more yeah, of those families yes. and, and in, yeah. you know, personally as well. Yeah, amen. Yeah, Lisa, you've got some thoughts. Yeah, no, it just reminded me of um, Joseph when there were so many things done to him. Like his right. brothers try to kill him. They sell him off the human trafficking. Part of her betrays him. Like his whole journey that you find in Genesis, it's like yeah. everything's done to him. Yeah. <laughs> and yet at the end, with confidence, he says, what you meant for evil... God has made for, for good. And yeah. that's, and God is, so that's what he's good at. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. You know, even in my own life, I've seen that over and over. All of these things that have happened, bad choices I've made, mm. things that have happened to me by others. If I'd sat and said, okay, in that case, I'm out. Yeah. You know, how could I ever speak? What kind of Christian am I? Mm. You know, so I, I think about that and think about where my life could have been instead of here. Right. And it's, um, it is a moment. Like you have to think about those moments and thank God every day. You wouldn't trade it. It's painful, but you it, wouldn't trade you it. You wouldn't trade it. And, you know, and I want to get that message to so many people out there because so many people have believed the lie mm. and they are not in the place where they believe that God can redeem. Yeah. And I, Sky, I'm so thankful for your story because mm. you are a testimony, a testament of what God can do. Amen. Thank you. So thank you and thank you for choosing him. Well, I know Joanna is waiting in the wings to share her thoughts on this verse that we just discussed. So let's go to her as she shares more from the good word on Romans 8, 28. Today, I want to read to you out of Romans chapter 8. It says in verse 28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purposes. This verse reminds us of our relationship with God, that we love him. So we are having a relationship from our end, but also that he calls us. It's this relationship of a father and his kids, a loving relationship. That's the kind of thing we're talking about when we are followers of Christ, when we are uh, part of the family of God. It is like a family. We get adopted in whether we have a family that we want to be a part of or not here on earth. I don't know what your family circumstances are like, but, but we get 
invited and called into the family of God. And out of his great love for us, he makes a plan and a purpose for our life. So, so as Christians, we don't believe in luck, actually. We believe in, we call it providence. It's this idea of God's plans and purposes being laid out in our life. And even when things are hard, we have his presence with us, a God that doesn't leave us even in the midst of hard things because he is a good father, a good parent to us. And we who love him get to experience that. But more than that, actually, even if things uh, in this world are hard and struggling is the day-to-day -day reality for you. I know that for me uh, and in my own circumstances, a lot of stuff right now is actually really hard, but that the goal, the vision I have for my life is actually that one day we're going to meet him face-to-face, -face, that we, the people who love God, actually will be with him forever. And that is really good news even in hard circumstances. There will be a time where that ends. But in the meantime, when good things happen, we can be grateful to God because he has called us and is working all things together for good for all of us who love him and are his kids. I hope that would be an encouragement today wherever you are. Well, thanks Joanna for your good thoughts on the good word. And thank you Sky, so much for sharing so honestly and openly about your story. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I loved having you here. And to Cheryl, Brooke and Lisa, thank you too for your thoughts and just cheering us on to, you know, to trust God in his redeeming nature as yeah. well. And to you, our viewers and listeners, you don't have to live in shame any longer. You must choose to forgive yourself and others because God forgives. He redeems and adopts you into his family, our family, yeah. because he absolutely loves you. Yeah. To connect with us for more on these topics, head on over to seeherlove.com and always know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See, Hear, Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit SeeHearLove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more Honest Conversations with Melinda and the See, Hear, Love team.